Welcome to another session of Own Your Yes Live. I am your host, Valera Wilson. I, I am so excited to bring this series to you where we are joining every Thursday um, at 12 p.m. to 12.30, so the perfect lunchtime break, Eastern that is, <laughs> to have discussions with very ambitious, resilient, successful women who are sharing their challenges and lessons learned on the pathway to success. I am so excited today to have a conversation with Diana Cabrisis, who is the VP of Enterprise Development at Snappy Kraken. And today we are talking about embracing your feminine strength and power. So this is definitely a conversation that I cannot wait to have. And I'm sure you're going to walk away with a few nuggets yourself. So thank you again for joining. Thank you, Diana, for, uh, for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Valera. I'm so excited just to get to share my story and just have everyone tune in and, you know, all the women that are with us today. Hopefully, whatever I have to share does inspire you in some sort of way. So thank you, Valera. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So, so let's just dive right in. So tell us a little bit more about what you do today, Diana. Yes. Great question. I feel like I do so many things. Right. And like as women, we have this superwoman complex sometimes. And so I'm like, you know, when you ask me that question, what do I really want to narrow it down to? So let's start with Snappy Kraken. Uh, I currently hold the title VP of Enterprise Development. So I get to head up all of the enterprise sales and partnerships for Snappy Kraken. Uh, we are a marketing technology platform and we serve financial advisors. So a financial technology company. And I will say, you know, I love, love, love my job. I love the team that I get to work with. We have such a diverse team. And I also love it because I really feel, Valera, that as women, we have such an advantage in the world of sales and then also in the world of technology. And so when you really combine the two, it's like it's just skyrocketing because we're excellent nurturers, we're excellent you know, teachers and guiders, and yes. at the same time, we're very detailed. So it's like mm -hmm. selling technology, awesome combo. So um, so that's what I do at Snappy Crack, and I've been there for a few years. I've been in the industry for about five years. Mm -hmm. And then on the side, I, I did start a birth doula business back in 2018. Wow. So, yeah, which is, it's slower for me because I am so consumed with, you know, uh, my job at Snappy Kraken, but mm -hmm. it grounds me so much. I basically, I just help women, you know, go through emotional and even physical challenges through the birthing process and just supporting them being their advocate. Wow. So you just said a, a whole mouthful. And for anyone that's just joining us live on LinkedIn, because I think we're connected now, okay. you know, we are chatting about embracing your feminine strength and power. And I'm here with Diana Cabrisis, um, who is the VP of Enterprise Development at Snappy Kraken. And on the side, as she mentioned, she is a birth doula. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation of itself is how enterprising we are as women. And we have we can wear multiple hats. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not so great. But we just we have this ability to, to multitask and have so many passions. And I love that you brought that into the conversation. Um, so tell us, you know, even how you got to that that journey uh, of deciding, you know, being a, a doula as well. 
Yeah. So because they seem so different, right? Like technology along with being a doula, like what, how would that come about? Everybody asks. And honestly, I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm a two-sided person. It's like this one side I'm in the air and I love sales and I love technology and, you know, financial technology. And then on the other side, I'm really grounded and rooted and I love birth and fertility and just supporting women. But my journey to being a doula started um, actually when I was 18 years old. I got pregnant and I had a miscarriage and it was very shocking for me. And I was so young and I didn't really understand what was going on a lot, but it left a mark. And so it wasn't until years later in my you know later 20s that I decided I, I think I need to do something with this. I have a passion for it and I really want something to ground me more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got into it. I, I got training and it's just been it's been a, a fantastic, wonderful, inspiring, empowering journey that I I feel so very grateful for. Wow. And I mean, I think you brought up something that's so important to share that oftentimes there's these experiences that bring us to the places in our lives and what may seem as very heartbreaking, just very traumatic and difficult times. I love that you said what can I do with this? And then how can I help someone else? You know, talk, talk a little bit more about how, how, what was your path and the challenges that you may have faced to get to, you know, everyone sees Diana, she's the VP of enterprise development, but what was the story to get to where you are today? Yeah, it's a long story. (laughs) So, and honestly, when I think about the path and I think about the obstacles that I encountered, the challenges, I really think way back to my childhood. And really, that's how it is for a lot of us. Yes. Um, and what kind of foundation was laid for me in my childhood? And I had a wonderful childhood. I did. But I also had a very tough childhood. So there's that duality there. Where it's like the things that broke me actually made me the person who I am today. Very, very strong. Hashtag. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, you know, I came from a, a low income, you know, single parent household. My mom, you know, was born in Cuba. She had to flee Cuba, come here with her whole family, mm-hmm. you know, raise her seven brothers and sisters because my grandmother didn't speak English or drive a car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then she married and my father passed away when I was a child. So mm-hmm. it, for me, my mom was always working. She was always out of the house. And it was like, I grew up with my sisters. Thankfully I did have two sisters. So I think my, my past starts there. When I think about my foundation, I'm like, wow, you know, it was a little shaky. It was a little shaky. I got to do whatever I wanted. I didn't have a lot of guidance. I didn't have a lot of structure. And so when I think about how I got to where I am today and the struggles there, a lot of the obstacles I had to really overcome was self-discipline, like Mm. creating that structure and creating that self-discipline. And, Mm. you know, it could have gone so many other ways, Valera. Mm gone so many ways. And, and there were definitely some struggles. You know, Mm -hmm. I I mentioned a moment ago that at 18, I got pregnant. That could have gone a totally different way. I did have a miscarriage. And I I think, you know, God had that in the plans for me. Um, But as I even got into my early 20s, like, when you don't grow up with a father who's supposed Mm -hmm. to be your first love, you start looking outwards for love, right? And so, That's what I did. I looked outwards for love. I made a lot of crazy decisions and, you know, it, it, it definitely made me stronger, but it's, it's like what you were mentioning before we hopped on here. It's like, you know, I was constantly giving my power away to mm-hmm. the, my relationships, to people outside of me, you're not thinking that I was very worthy enough. 
And mm -hmm. that was definitely all stemming back from that childhood, from that foundation mm -hmm. that really was and then wasn't laid. Wow. You know what? I mean, that's, we could just put a pin right there because you just said it was exactly right, which is so much of what we learn. It does come from our childhood. And I, and I, I firmly, I adamantly believe that. And I mean, even writing the book, I first, first chapter was get to the root. Like yeah. there is a root for every, everything, whether we want to realize it or not. What did, you know, I know you mentioned in terms of having you know, having to create that discipline for yourself, having a mother who worked all the time and you just had to kind of did what you want to do um, growing up. What did you what beliefs did you have about what it meant to be a, a woman, a strong woman? What did that strength or power look like? And then maybe how did those things help or cause challenges for your career or your relationships? Yeah. So going back to what I said a moment ago, like that duality I, my mom struggled a lot. So, and I watched her struggle and, you know, I watched her wor work three jobs at one time. You know, we, mm -hmm. we had to wake up at 3am to go throw newspapers, you know, because that was going to be an extra check to make sure we could cover rent. So mm -hmm. I learned, and I, I really learned to believe that strong women, they work hard, they mm -hmm. work consistently and they do not give up. So I know that has helped me tremendously, tremendously. That's mm. definitely something I'm super grateful for seeing from my mom. Um, mm. Work hard, work consistently, don't give up. And that you you are stronger than you think. Like mm. we all have a breaking point, but we, we can handle more than we think. And of course, you know, healthy balance is so important. And I still struggle with that today because I do get really consumed, yeah, with work. <laughs> constantly being on the go. And I know that that's not good for my body in so many ways, but, but just, you know, knowing that you're stronger than you think and knowing like you can be afraid and scared, mm. but strong women, like even through the fear and even through, you know, being afraid and being scared, like it's not going to stop you. Nothing yeah. will ever actually stop you. You, you will just mm -hmm. have to go through it. So I'd say those are things that helped me. Mm -hmm. And then thinking about, some of the beliefs I had about strong women that have kind of created challenges for me is not really feeling my value because I'm like, well, you know, strong women that I see that have like these awesome careers and they have, you know, nice houses and cars and they're married. It's like they have such a stable ground and they probably came from strong families. Mm -hmm. you know, they probably had two parents. They probably had their college paid for. And uh, this is old thinking. I don't think this way anymore whatsoever because I've met a lot of incredible women that have very similar stories to me. And if mm -hmm. they hadn't shared those stories, I wouldn't have known or felt inspired. So, you know, mm -hmm. kudos to you for doing this. But that was a belief I had for a long time. It's like, I'm not, wor I'm not worthy enough. I don't come from a stable background. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to attract that type of stability in my life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that that was something I really had to push through and, um, you know, learn that that's absolutely not true. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. loving this. I'm just sitting here soaking it all in because you are 100, 200 percent right. Is we get that duality of messages that what is a strong woman? And last week, Penny was on here. Penny Phillips yeah. was talking about and she shared, you know, strong doesn't mean you have to just take all the blows. You yeah. know, so this this perception of strength is something that I think we all struggle with and we have to change it over time when we realize it's not serving us well. And you just mentioned 
strength was good in the sense that, hey, we work hard as strong women. We work consistent and did all the same. I grew up with a single in a single family home. My mom and my grandmother raised me and I saw strength because I remember waking up. I think what I was just sharing with you about grandmothers. Yeah. Um, I, we live with my grandmother and she was 96 when she passed. So much older when I was born. But I would wake up to hearing her sweeping. Wow. She refused to use a vacuum cleaner. Like she was born in 1918. Like she's like, what's a vacuum cleaner? Like, no, we don't do that around here. I would wake up to hearing the broom. And that's what I remember from strength, like that strong women, like you said, worked. And so we both, I think, got that strong work, but it can be a problem at times. Right. Because we're like, we know we got it's like it's do or die. Right. (laughs) No one else is going to do it for us. Right. (laughs) Self-sufficiency. Right. Yeah. Um, But the, the challenge with that becomes is to like you mentioned in your case was, hey, um, that strong women come from strong backgrounds strong families. They have the perfect, like you said, that the college tuition was paid for. And you, it's such a myth because to your yeah. point, it's not. The strength is built in the challenge. And kudos to you for being where you are with, without having those things, right? That we thought we needed to be strong and to be successful. And so for any woman that's watching this, I just want to put a pin in that moment. If you yeah. thought that success meant that you had to come from success, that's such a lie. I'll just call it a flat out lie. It's not the truth. Oftentimes, Diane, you said it great was the strength comes from the challenges that we've been through. Mm -hmm. And so any woman watching, if she's, if you've come through anything challenging, you were being built in that process. It didn't feel good. I'm sure. Like Diane, I'm sure you would attend to it. It didn't feel good. But that was just what we were going through at that time. And we can turn it around to our power and our strength. As, as women. So I had to stop that moment and say that because I'm loving everything that you're saying here. What, what do you, when you think about you today, and, and this is something that probably we, we didn't even talk about earlier. If you were to give a message to your younger self, like looking back, what would you say to her? I would say so many things, Valera, but you know, I would, I would just tell myself that you can literally do anything that you want. Like you can literally achieve anything that you put your mind to and your passion in. And it's a combination of a few things, right? It's a combination of your passion, which I've always been a very passionate person. It's a combination of making good decisions. It's a combination of even looking out outside for guidance. Like mentors are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when I was young, I thought like there had to be this very like linear path to success. And like I had mm-hmm. to follow ABC to get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just never really turned out that way. You know, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was graduating college, um, you know, all my friends were they were going right into the workforce. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to go travel. And I did. I sold all my stuff. I went abroad. I, I lived over there for a few years. And then I started to think, you know, oh gosh, I'm really setting myself back. And, you know, in a little bit of way I was, but it's okay because it ended up working out. So it's almost like trust in yourself, trust in your power. Don't give it away to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, know that you really can achieve whatever you want to, as long as you're persistent, you're passionate, you know, make those good decisions and you work hard. And I think it's just hard as a child because you don't really know yourself that well. No. You know, like I didn't know I love sales so much as a child. Like I didn't know my bossiness was actually a sign of leadership, you know, as silly and as that is, 
I'm serious, Valera. All my teachers used to tell my mom she's very bossy and they made it to be a problem. It's like, this is a problem. And, you know, I, that's even as an adult now, like I've had to find some balance because it's like, you don't always have to lead the ship, Diana. Like sometimes you're in the back, which is also an essential part of it, you know, getting to the destination. So it's been a little struggle, but uh, yeah, I think it's really that it's like, just, you know, do what you feel in your heart, but also make the wise decisions with your head and you can achieve anything. Wow. I love it. And, and it's funny. I, I got to bring, I laugh, but it's very serious because <laughs> so often we're told things as kids, right? That adults may think is a problem or an issue and it actually serves us well later on. Obviously there's cases where it doesn't and you kind of, yeah. but you being bossy was really just you had being very clear on what yeah. was important to you and you were going to share with everyone and <laughs> helped you today. I, I I, I think about it um, growing up. I used to love commercials. Yeah. My aunt would say, you know, every single freaking commercial. Like, <laughs> what is it with you? I mean, I would sing all the jingles and everything, not knowing that I would eventually go into marketing. I love marketing. Like I just, but that was my thing. I would just print, I would have fake money and I would pretend to be selling stuff growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it because I would just, I had this, this, very a drive towards anything related to selling things. I love marketing and sales like those. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a salesperson, mm-hmm. but I'm always aligned with sales. I don't want to do marketing. It's not aligned with sales. Right. So yeah. I'm all about the results. So if the things that maybe might annoy people as they're going up, growing up are very much true to who we're going to become later. And that's our power and our strength. So I love that you shared that because if anyone is watching who feels like, they've told me I'm all these things. Actually, you can turn that around into your own power and your own, that's your gift. That's your superpower. That's you, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with you. (laughs) I think I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask you anyway. Like, were there times where you felt like, I know you mentioned, you know, you felt like I didn't come from this background, but were there different times that you felt like you weren't enough? And, And, you know, how did you handle those moments in time? What do you say to yourself when, you feel like I'm not enough for whatever reason. Yeah, that it's it's a it's a theme of my life. Unfortunately, I think it's but it's a theme for a lot of women. It's like we're not enough. And obviously, you know, you see what you see on the TV and it's with which to me today feels worse than it even was when I was a child. It's like mm-hmm. these false expectations. Right. So it's it's physically, it's emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, all of these things that you feel like I'm not enough. And even as an adult today, um, you know, I, there's, there's periods of my life where I'm like, no, you know, I'm not enough for that. Or, and then I I just stop myself and I'm like, look how far you've come. Like you have made it all the way here. Thanks to you, you know, thanks to your brain, thanks to your smarts. Obviously I always thank the people around me, again, the mentors, the family members that helped me and given me guidance. You can't, you can't rise up alone. But um, I did make it here. And so when I get in these moments of feeling not enough for whatever reason that it may be, you know, even when you're thinking about asking for a promotion or, you know, when I have a a doula client who's like had already three children and I I haven't had any, you know, I'm like, am I enough to give her the advice? You know, will she take me seriously? You start to doubt yourself a lot. So that's when I I literally just cut it off. And I'm like, you've made it so far. You've done all these things like you again, you can do whatever you want to do. And 
I I love um, the book author Glennon Doyle. She wrote Unnamed. I'm sure you're familiar with it. That was definitely a life changing book for me. But one one of my favorite quotes from her book is, um, you know, we can do hard things. Yes. And I tell myself that every day when I'm like, I just want to sit and cry because work has been really, you know, fast paced and I haven't had a break. And I'm like, I can't, you know, there's no time for myself some days. I'm like, you can do hard things like yeah. you can do hard things. So that's that's where I really try and do that self-talk and mm-hmm. just like step away from everything and just self-empower and 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 realize that it's all here. All the power mm-hmm. you have here and you can do it. Mm, that's good. That's really, really good. Yeah. What do you think is what's next for Diana? What do you feel like is is on the, you know, the horizon for you? You know, yeah. when you think about the power that you've you've gained up until this point, doing the hard things, all that you've learned along this path, what do you feel like is is your next uh, mountain to climb or, you know, building to leap over? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's I've really been thinking a lot about this question myself. It's like, you know, 2020 was a crazy year. So it, oh. it set a lot of people back, but also, you know, pushed a lot of people forward in many ways. But mm-hmm. I just, it gave me a lot of time to reflect. And mm-hmm. when I reflect on who I am and where I want to be and what I want to do, I always, I'm trying to attach it to a purpose. And mm-hmm. actually, I, I feel like, you know, female empowerment is part of my purpose, whether it's in the birth room or it's on LinkedIn, like getting women to connect with me and teaching them things about my own career in sales and technology. Mm-hmm. And so something I really want to focus on moving forward is um, just building that network of women in sales professionals mm-hmm. and, you know, being a mentor, but also finding a mentor, you know, it's, it's important to have both ways. Um, so just letting women know in, you know, whether it's online, it's, I've, you know, kind of considered a podcast, but I'm like, I teeter because I have so much on my plate already, but it's like, I just want to be able to make sure that, you know, women who are, whether you're graduating from high school or maybe you didn't, or you're graduating from college and you're like, what do I do with my career that they know they have all of these incredible qualities to excel in the world of sales, which Mm -hmm. is traditionally been a very male dominant industry, Um, but that's changing. And we needed to change more because women do have, like I mentioned, the nurturing, you know, they're very, um, they they love to guide and teach. And those are incredible qualities for sales. And if you're good at what you do, it's, you can go so far. So for me, it's that it's, it's, and that was a lot, but it's focusing on empowering women in sales, continuing with, you know, the doula business as slow as it is like finding ways to make sure I still get out and educate communities. Like, you know, I have a chiropractor who will have me doing some classes just for pregnant women in the area, just free classes to give them some education on things to expect if they're birthing in a hospital or if they decide to birth at home. So it is a combination of those two worlds that I live in for you know, moving forward. I love it. And it was not too much. It was <laughs> perfect. And I think you said something really great about sales. You know, that's a great thing because you're right. A lot of times we assume that effective sellers are, are men maybe over time. But I think to your point, and I, you're absolutely right. We have some innate qualities that make us great salespeople. Yes. You know, that desire to that the, that natural inclination to nurture, to guide, to teach, to develop relationships and truly, you know, do what we think is best for the greater good is mm-hmm. really that's the best kind of sales that you can do. So I'm excited to hear and to see what you do with that over time, 
You know, pressure though, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> Put it out there already. You hear that on LinkedIn now and YouTube, everybody. So follow Diana because that's <laughs> something that she does in the future. Um, last question. What would you share with any woman just every to wrap it up? Mm-hmm. The two things that you want her to walk away with after listening to this when we talk about feminine strength and power that she should embrace. Yes. Yes. So number one, you know, as a woman, you hold this, this divine energy that is unmatchable. So, and, you know, I love all of the male mentors that I've had in my life and I appreciate them. But, you know, even with that, like women, we are, we are unique, you know, men are unique, but we're very unique. We have a very divine feminine power. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're not being heard or you're not being taken seriously, or maybe you're not getting that promotion or, you know, um, rising up in, in your job or wherever it is that you may be, because you feel that, you know, you're not good enough or you're, well, maybe you're not a man. And, like cut those beliefs, right? Because again, we are so, we have this divine power and we have to see that in ourselves, but also activate it in other women. Mm-hmm. Stop the bashing. And I think we're getting better at this. We are, but there's still a lot of work. You know, stop the bashing, start uplifting other women because we're, we're meant to be in that circle. And just a side note, like even in the birth world, Valera, you know, before birthing came to hospitals, it was actually a very sacred feminine experience. There was no men in the room. It was always women, the mother, the sister, the cousin, you know, everybody was together in a circle empowering each other. We've lost a little bit of that. So that would probably be my first thing. And then my second, um, you know, is that just again, we, we have this power, we're so strong, but you don't have to come from the strong background. You don't have to have that perfect background, the two parent household that we see in other strong women. And we should admire that they came from that and they got to where that they are. But if you think you have disadvantages, like they may be, but think twice about not being able to get around them because you absolutely can. Oh, those are two really good points. Disadvantages really, yeah. they're no, they are maybe facts, yeah. but they're not forecast into yeah. our futures. So I love that you mentioned that. So how can we find you? Because we are going to find you, Diana, on, on social across, you know, for any woman that wants to connect with you over time. Yes. Yeah. So I am on Twitter um, at Diana Cabrices. I know my name is a little long. I always say the trick to it is like cab, like a taxi cab, rice, and then an S at the end. So at Diana Cabrices, uh, I'm also here on LinkedIn. So those are both areas that you can find me, connect with me. Let's chat. Um, but this is this has been amazing, Blair. I'm, I'm so glad that you had me on today. Absolutely. I am so glad that you joined. This has been a phenomenal conversation. I love everything that you shared today, really. So thank you a million times for sharing with us all. And for anyone that's watching, make sure you join us again next Thursday. We will be back here same time. That's 12 p.m. Eastern, 12 to 1230 for your lunchtime break if you're on the East Coast or your early morning start if you're on the Pacific to really empower yourself and connect with other amazing women who are successful and are sharing the tips on how they're thriving. All right. Own your yes, ladies, today and every day. All right. Signing off. See you next week. Bye. Bye.